Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Hello again, it is Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength, talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week, and we are so glad that you have joined us. Aaron Evernham and Steve Post. Aaron, how are you? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. Oh, yeah? Leave it to you and Ray to come up with a stock car with a wing on it. Well, obviously. I mean, I looked at that new SRX car. That is, it, it's yeah. like, it, if you haven't seen it, you can go online. It's in all the papers. You can go online. But it's but it's basically like the old Superbird with the wing on the back. Yeah, Ray loves that. And you'll be happy to know that we're, he's uh, enlisted some sprint car friends to help with this. Really? I might be saying something I shouldn't be. But okay. yes, there are some sprint car wing manufacturers, some buddies of ours, that might be involved. Really? Yeah, so we're getting the sprint car world involved in SRX. No kidding. Yeah. That is great. Glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. That is cool. So, uh, yeah. So, um, well, she's Aaron, Aaron Evernham. Ray is Ray Evernham, has the new SRX tour that's going to run at tracks this summer. And uh, they designed, uh, debuted their new car yesterday at Caraway. I think they had the pictures yep. from Caraway. With Schrader. And, with Schrader. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> There you go. That's what you need. No, no, no unveiling of a car is complete without Ken Schrader in the middle of it. So uh, it is cool. It really, truly is. Other, um, I, I know this is Wing Nation, and last year we spent every week coming on here in the first three minutes of the show talking about Kyle Larson. Well, the NASCAR world gets to do that this year or this yeah. week. Um, that was just cool. It was. It was cool. I feel like you know he. We all know he made a mistake. He paid his dues. He's come gone about it the right way. Yeah. And then to win, and I think in Ricky Hendricks' paint scheme, like I, all of that was, it's just. Yeah. And, and then seeing Bubba Wallace come up to him in victory lane. No doubt. The, the thing of it is, is we all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. We all do things. The thing that I respect so much about Kyle is he owned it. Yep. And he learned from it. Mm-hmm. And he went over and above. And he got another opportunity. And and I just think the, the, the Ricky Hendricks thing, while it may or may not mean a lot to so many people the man that gave him the chance is Rick Hendrick. Yeah. And for him to win in that paint scheme with Ricky's car is just, I'll bet you Rick Hendrick's pretty happy with that decision. I mean, I think I read some quote of his that it was like, this is one of my favorite wins. I mean, the man has won every race out there and championship. And to hear him say that, 
Yeah, pretty, pretty special. Just good, just good. And, and you know, I, I will be shocked if Kyle Larson is not on all the NASCAR channels on a regular basis, just like he was on our world last year. Yeah. I don't I don't think he's going on a 50% win, tile, win average, but I I think he gets a fair number of wins this year. Because okay. I think the Hendrick cars are really good, too, by yes. the way. Yeah, the, good The cars timing. are good. It's good timing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, neat stuff. Yes, this is Wing Nation. Let's get to our sprint car talk, although Kyle's one of our guys. The Hefner Racing Product Hop Topics. Oh, my God. Thank God, the world of outlaws got two races in. Seriously, I mean that was getting like I mean I'm like on like Friday afternoon suicide watch. <laughs> it's like I I, I I bump on the Dervision, nothing. Oh, I bump on the floor, nothing. It's like what? Huh? What? What are we supposed to do here? Yeah. Um. So they were back and back in a big way at Volusia. It was Carson Macedo. We're going to talk to Carson and just uh, fast. Gee, geez, Louise. It's like slow down. And then, so so if we didn't get enough slowdown on Friday night, then they go to East Bay where Aaron writes, slow down. And we're going to talk to Aaron, too. So <laughs> it's all World of Outlaws today because they were two spectacular performances. They really were. And two new teams or, or new, new combinations. driver combinations. Yeah. Good I mean, stories. Just great stories. Great stuff. Fingers crossed. We get more racing. We get going. Uh, Pennsylvania got another race in. They're up to two. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they all won Aliquippa at the fabulous Lincoln Speedway. <laughs> they did. Um, Tim Schaefer, um, we have speculated um, about this pairing mm. of Schaefer and Hefner. Yep. Uh, they went to East Bay and won a 360 race. And we're like, okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah. You know. Uh, now here we are in central Pennsylvania, and there's been two races, and they've won one of those. It's like, I think our speculation about how good that team's going yep. to be up there is neat. Now, they're going to do a balancing act. I heard Tim talking to our friend Matt with Beer Hill Gang TV, which, by the way, the first question is not, how was the car? Congratulations. Are we going to drink beer? That was the first question. <laughs> Are we going to talk Aliquippa? Aliquippa. Um, but Schaefer, because we know Mike Hefner's involved with, with Lincoln up there, Sealands yeah. Grove, and, and does all of that. So it's a balancing act that they're going to do between chasing some money and staying in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And so I love it. Um, it's going to be neat. And actually, coming up on Thursday, we're going to talk to Jeremy Elliott, and that's one of the topics I kind of want to talk about when we talk about Pennsylvania, yeah. what this looks like with some new faces over there and Schaefer yeah. being one of them. So, But he got the win at the fabulous Lincoln Speedway. Uh, 360 Racing, USCS, uh, yeah, breaking news, Mark <laughs> Smith, not once but twice. Um, so how many wins is that for him on the Speedway? Uh, 18. No, I don't know. I mean, it's, a, it's a few already. I mean, he's wrecked. He... Well, he's won four. Yeah, because yeah. they've had eight races. He's won four USCS, and, and then there was another. He might have won at uh, he might have won at East Bay. He did he win a prelim? I think he did. Yeah, yeah. So five already. Yeah, so five already. Yeah, we're just into March. Jeez, slow down. Um, so yeah, um, Silver Dollar Speedway in Chico. It was Justin Sanders uh, sweeping the uh, Silver Cup. We had hoped to have Justin, but he's a working man. And we couldn't make the work schedule and the Wing Nation schedule work out. So we'll have to get, because that is a fantastic race car driver. Yes, it is. Oh, my gosh. I saw him out at Ocean Speedway when I was out there a couple years ago. I mean, that is a that is a, that is is a a talented race car driver. Bakersfield had a couple races. Dominic Selzy and Shane Golubek picked up the win. And uh, news from Shane Golubek, he's yeah. got a cup ride at Bristol. I what saw the that. Hat? Isn't that awesome? 
Good stuff. So lots and lots of great things happening. And as we mentioned, Carson Macedo and Aaron Reitzel are going to join us on the Drydeen Hotline coming up on today's program. So cannot wait to talk to those gentlemen. After racing products, yes, Aaron, you know it and I know it. They have mule conversion kits. The absolute number one pit utility vehicle in sprint car and midget racing is a custom mule conversion from HRP. It starts with a solid platform, dependable, good-looking Kawasaki mule. They're customized and built to each customer's specifications. Whoa. It's easy for you to say. Seriously. Whoa. Get that one out. They have options like generator, air compressor, shock and radius rod racks, amazing toolboxes and drawers, LED lighting, walk-on roofs, and more. HRP mule conversions perform, outlast, and maintain their value better than any other utility vehicle. HRP mules raising the standard again in pit utility vehicles. Did that one that that I gave a test drive to in Knoxville, did that have LED lighting? I, I the last thing I was looking at was the lights. Wow, <laughs> we did we did a if, if you're new here, um, if you're if you're old here, sorry, this story sorry. comes up on a regular basis. But if you're new here, it's terrifying. We took um, I took a uh, a test drive on one of the HRP mules. Uh, Aaron went rode long shotgun with me, and she had after some I found very, a Hans in a helmet. Very, she found a Hans in a helmet, <laughs> and she had some very critical things to say about my driving ability. And there's still a little bit of hurt down here. Down in my heart. Well, but, Mark Weber still. And Mark Weber, the Formula One driver, he's <laughs> he traumatized too. almost ran over. Well, yeah, I mean, but that, that's nothing that that's nothing that a year or two of counseling can't help for Mark Weber. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, survive. No, I mean, you know so, how many F one races? Yeah, you survive F one races, and some clod radio guy on a on a HRP mule runs over you at Knoxville in the pits. Oh goodness! Um, good times. Our friends at Hefner Racing Products—they are just wonderful folks. I, I they. Folks, hrpracing.com. That's hrpracing.com. We talked about it. Carson Macedo with the big run. It was Volusia Speedway Park. It was the World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars. Here's Johnny Gibson with a call on Dirt Vision. And now for the Drydeen Death-Defying Move of the Week, where one driver simply amazes us with their on-track moves. There will be five laps to go. Macedo by Hafer Team for the lead in turn two. Carson Macedo shot out of a cannon and takes the lead from Sam Hafer Team. That death-defying move was brought to you by Dry Dean Diesel All Death, the official death of the world of outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. Visit drydean.com for more information. For decades, Dry Dean Lubricants has been made in America and made to last paving the way on our highways, in our fields, and on the production line. Today, Drydeen offers a complete line of engine oils, greases, hydraulic and transmission fluids, and diesel exhaust fluid. If you want greater performance and protection for your critical engines and equipment, go to Drydeen.com. Drydeen, American-owned and operated, and a proud supporter of racing and race fans everywhere. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Sagefruit has been a longtime supporter of sprint car racing, sprint car fans, and us here at Wing Nation. What they pride themselves on most is providing shoppers with the highest quality, best tasting apples, pears, and cherries available. 
Go to sagefruit.com and make sure you ask your local grocer for sage fruit. He had to be, the he I'm talking about is Carson Macedo. He had to be 15 car lengths behind Sam at the start-finish line. And he had to be 40, 40 mile per hour faster yeah. down into one. I mean, it was game, set, match, gone. Yeah, because the slider was, wasn't was even close. No, it wasn't even close. Him. No, it yeah. wasn't like Sam. Sam could yeah. kept it right on the floor. Not even, I mean, it wasn't even, no, it wasn't even yeah. close. So let's go to the Dry Dean hotline. Uh, Carson Macedo joins us on the hotline. Hello, Carson. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well, guys. How are you doing? Uh, we're doing great. Point leader for the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars. But, dude, how good was that car on Friday night at Volusia? Yeah, man, it was incredible. You know, I, 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 I said it that night. You know, I, it's very, very few times in your career that your car is that exceptionally good. Um, and you know, definitely our JJR, you know, forty-one car the other night was that uh, for sure. I mean, it just was. Yeah, like you said, uh, you know, I could, I could start a slider from uh, the flag stand, even if they were entering turn one, and seem to still be able to you know, make the momentum to clear and get off the corner really nice. So, uh, yeah, not every day that your stuff's that good, but, uh, man, it sure was a lot of fun to drive. Carson, I think you mentioned early in the night you didn't feel as comfortable as you had been in the car. You made some big changes before the race. Was there a, a point during the feature where you you suddenly realized, like, okay, this car is that comfortable and I can put it somewhere, a- anywhere I want? Was there, like, a specific moment? I mean, obviously you got a full load of fuel. It takes a little, you know, dirty air. But was there a moment where you're like, okay, I- I've got the car to beat? Yeah, so early in the race, like you said, uh, early in the night, I wasn't, I didn't feel as comfortable as I did at the Dirt Car Nationals. Um, and I, and I kind of expressed that to Philip. I'm like, I just, well, for whatever reason, I, I just didn't have that same feel or balance that I had, uh, you know, a month prior at the same racetrack, which I thought was weird. But with that being said, I think the racetrack was a lot different because we didn't have a hundred modified there with us. Mm. Um, so it was a lot different in my opinion to just the surface and everything about it. Um, and, you know, even like, you know, Brad is extremely good at Volusia, normally the car to be, and uh, it seemed like even they early in the night were, you know, a little bit off as well, just like us. So that to me said that the track was a little bit different and, you know, everybody was maybe thrown for a little bit of a loop. So, yeah, I, you know, in the feature race, though, early, like I remember the first few laps, I was a little bit on the tighter side, uh, which usually is where you want to be if you want to be good at the end of the race. Uh, but, you know, I, I I ran behind Parker Price Miller for a majority, I felt like, at the beginning of the race, and I think eighth or so. Uh, and, and I actually was running that same line behind Parker and closing on him. And that's really how I realized that it was so good. I found it, you know, fairly early in the race. Uh, and then, you know, I had a restart and I started on the outside lane because Hayferty picked the top and, um, you know, we come off turn four and I knew I'd get a good start because I thought the outside was a little bit better. Uh, and I, I got a really good start, ended up you know, going eighth to, I think, fourth. Uh, and then, Basically, right after that restart is when I realized, like, okay, my car is exceptionally good. I, The next restart, Hayferty picked the top again. I was in four, so that put me on the bottom, inside second row. And I was able to get a decent start behind gravel, get into turn one, get back to the top. Uh, Sheldon split himself getting into turn three, and I crossed over and actually split him getting into turn one and did that same line 
and carried momentum across and never really lost any ground. Uh, and then basically right at, after that moment, I was behind David uh, and even an open track behind him running the top on both ends. I was closing on him. And that's kind of when I realized like, okay, I think I have the best car here. If we get to traffic, there's a good chance that I could you know, win this race. And yeah, I mean, we got to traffic and I was able to move around, you know, fairly early. A couple of times when I wanted to pull the trigger, the first couple of times there wasn't an opening there. And then, um, you know, the first time I did, I was able to get David. And then, uh, yeah, I honestly, the, the slider that I threw on Sam Heaperty, I didn't think that it would clear. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just threw it and then was thinking, well, wherever it lands, hopefully I'll be close enough behind him to get in the next lap. And, um, yeah, when I entered the corner, I drove across and I never saw him again. I, I, that's why I knew, you know, we were definitely extremely good. When you have that realization that you talked about after that restart, that you have the car to beat, does 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 that put pressure on you? Does it give you calm? How do how do you manage that at that point? Because it's out of Phillips' hands, it's out of everyone's hands, it's in your hands. Do you do you do you like that, or is it nerve wracking? Yeah, so I I actually uh, it's something that I've worked on actually over the last year or two uh on the outlaw tour you know i've been in the position a couple of times in the two car where uh at, at kyle larson racing where i felt like i had a car to win uh you know and i would i would you know get nervous or, or not necessarily get nervous but more more so get excited um you know like okay I, I got the car to win i can win this race and then really start you know overly aggressively driving to win and then in turn would make more mistakes mm -hmm. and usually throw that opportunity away. So, you know, the other night, really, once I got to third, I just told myself, like, stay calm, you know, race your race. And, you know, I knew I had the car to beat and I just needed to keep executing and doing my job well. So, you know, I, I say it all the time, like, I, I, I never really get nervous or, or feel like, you know, I have pressure on myself, especially outside of the race car. It's like a lot of drivers get in a position where they're in a good spot maybe they are let's say leading the points or whatever the case might be and then they you know actually put enough pressure on themselves that it makes them race worse and you know i've always mm. been the type of person that is like you know i i'm gonna go out there and do a hundred percent the best that i can do every night i'm gonna give it 110 percent from hot laps the first lap to the checkered flag and if i finish last well what else could i have done if i did my best you know if i did everything i could do so that's the mindset i go in with every night and that's really what i'm trying to do late in the race like that when i know my car is good enough you know honestly on saturday night i felt like i was in that case again yep. you know i i got to third there and you know was thinking in my the back of my head wow i think my race car is good enough to win again if i could get a late race caution you know i think I'm not saying that I would have won the race. I mean, don't get me wrong. Aaron Reitzel was extremely good and was racing really hard to win and definitely you know, wanted to win. And I think Brad was really good too. But, you know, I think my race car was good enough that if, mm -hmm. you know, I had a late race restart and things did play out my way that I could have, you know, I had a car to win again, I thought. So uh, that's always a good feeling. I, I mean, that's just a testament to Philip Deeds. I think he's, you know, in my opinion, the best out there, one of the best out there um, on the mechanic side of things. Now he's an owner, uh, him and his wife, Brooke, they've taken on a lot of responsibility. And, you know, our other two guys, Clyde Knipp and uh, Nate Reppitz, they're doing a, an incredible job as well. That this team's work ethic is, is you know, unmatched, extremely outstanding. 
And, uh, you know, it makes me want to be a better driver on my end, for sure. Carson, that was going to be my next question, was to talk to you about Phillip. I mean, he's definitely proven to be one of the best out there. Well, what are some of the differences? You know, you've worked with a, a number of crew chiefs at this point in your career. What what makes Phillip different? I know everyone talks about his attention to detail and the way he can read a car, but in your opinion, so far, what is what do you think makes him so good at what he does? So, you know, I think that, I have an opinion, a couple of things. You know, really, it's, it's crazy. I've worked with a few crew chiefs in my career, but really not a whole lot. You know, I I, mm. I started out, I've, I've worked with some, like, night in, night out crew chiefs. Like, uh, but long term, you know, as far as that goes, like, I raced with Paul Baines in California with the Tarleton family for a while uh you know i raced with joe gertie at klr long term i was with joe in the 3g prior to that i raced one year total with the lender family uh in ohio and then now with philip right so i they're probably my longest term mechanics i'd say and don't get me wrong every mechanic i've worked with has been really good um and i've been extremely blessed to be involved with good people along the way every mechanic but you know, Philip is, um, he's, he's just very much, you know, he, the first thing I, I think is he really believes in, in the people that believe in him and his package. So, you know, this isn't something that he just dreamed up overnight. You know, his, his Maxim cars, Engler injection, uh, uh, factory cane shocks, you know, Vortex wings, Kistler racing engines. I mean, this is all components that he's built up over years and years and years of making that package really good. Um, and a lot of people over the last few years are just starting to see all the fruit from that. But him and Jason worked on this for a number of years on ASCS National Tour and so forth before that. And, and then brought that package over to the Outlaw Tour and now have fine-tuned that over years to what people see today. So I think that says a lot about Philip. He's a very loyal, a very loyal person and has a really good relationship with not only all of the financial sponsors on our team, but those product sponsors. and those partners that make those components that make the race cars fast. So he's stuck with those people for a long time. And I think that's really, really important in our sport. Um, and then, another, you know, another thing, I just think that he's, his, he's got an extremely uh, dedicated work ethic, uh, you know, for down from, from shining the wheels on the truck. I mean, the, the guy, you know, we were just out there right before I took this call, we we're out there under the trailer, um, you know, changing out one of the uh suspension bags on the trailer because one actually uh had a probably had a leak so it won't air up on that side he's under the trailer doing it himself you know instead of calling out a mechanic um you know he 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 just is from the moment he wakes up to the moment he goes to bed he's, you know he's thinking about that race car he's thinking about how he can make it better i mean fine-tuning every little aspect that i mean the attention to detail, I know everyone says that, but it really is something that you, you can't explain to somebody until they've seen it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun to see it. It's fun to be a part of it. And I, I'll tell you what, if you can't be around somebody like that and, you know, wake up in the morning and think to myself, you know, I got to do whatever it takes to be better just to keep up with him. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, I think you're crazy. So I, I, I uh, I do think that he elevates people around him, and I think that's why you see his, you know, not only his drivers work hard, but also, the, you know, his, his crew guys as well. 
there, there's, there's so many um, parallels in life with the people around you mm-hmm. and the impact they have on you. I mean, I, I see it in various aspects of my life, and it's unreal. Uh, my recent one is, of course, the stupid running kick that I'm on and everything like that. And it's the people around me that are like making me yeah. a better person. Yeah. And so when you take it to the career and the crew chief and the and the situation like Carson here, you could just see it. It's absolutely amazing. Carson, I'd love to talk to you all day, but <laughs> I've got a much more important question for you before we before we say goodbye. I'm headed to Phoenix, Arizona this week where they have In N Out burgers. Okay. Oh, and my understanding man. is that's your favorite place to eat. What is the go to In N Out burger menu meal item for Carson Macedo? So my favorite thing about In and Out is what I've said forever is is that this, they they've mastered simplicity. So there's not a whole lot of options at In and Out, but so there's three burgers, right? Only basically a regular hamburger, a cheeseburger, and then a double cheeseburger. I get the cheeseburger and I make it animal style. So I do animal style burger and my fries animal style. Basically, what animal style is, is cheese, a uh, thousand island spread with grilled onions inside mm. of it. And uh, yeah, I think that might be it. Actually, relish I think is in there as well. But oh my goodness, it's it's good. I I uh, crave in and out all the time. I don't get to have it near as much as I used to. But yeah, it's it's my one. Yeah, definitely my favorite fast food by far. So you're in for a treat. Okay, yeah. So cheeseburger and fries, both animal style. All right. <laughs> Making That's notes. Right. My yeah. favorite. My favorite fast food moment. And this is this is no lie. It was in Ontario, California. We got done with the race, and I was doing a show on Sirius, and someone told me what I needed to order. You know, double upside down uh-huh. animal style, yada yada yada. Uh huh. And so yeah. I said it to the guy on the the speaker there when I was doing the drive through. I said, "I'm doing this, 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 and this." It was like a foreign language. I says, "Does that make sense?" And he says, "Yes, absolutely." And he says, "What do you want to drink?" I said, "A diet coke." He said, "Now that makes no sense at all." <laughs> Which means, <laughs> guy got himself a five dollar tip for busting my stones like that. I love it. I do. So, uh, okay, you you may very well on your Twitter see someone taunting you. Uh, if I can talk the boys from MRN to make a run to to, to In and Out Burger, I'm sure that won't be hard. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah look at us. Uh, and it's good stuff. Yeah, you may get a taunting, that's for sure. Carson, congratulations on the great start to the season, the win at Volusia, and I'm fairly confident we'll talk to you throughout the season. But thanks for joining us here today on Wing Nation. Yeah, thanks for having me again, guys. It's always a pleasure. You guys have a good day. Thank you, man. Carson Macedo, food tips, racing tips, all kinds of stuff. Man, we yeah. got it covered there. You did. And, you know, you could hear the enthusiasm in his voice of what he knows he's got going on this year. I'm telling you, that surrounding yourself with people yeah. is 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 maybe the key mm-hmm. to success, period. I mean, it's just, it's, it's unreal yep. how important that is on any venture you're doing. And when you're in sprint car racing and you've got Philip Dietz, yeah. mission accomplished right yeah. there. Pretty good stuff for sure. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Circle B Diecast is the new diecast outlet from Plan B Sales. 
What started as Lionel and Chase Authentics apparel distributor has grown into the largest distributor of die-cast and now includes Auto World Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, Sandbass Artwork, and University of Racing lines. They have a huge inventory. The folks at Circle B Diecast love racing and support drivers like Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and many others with sponsorships and partnerships. And on orders over $20, use promo code MRN for free shipping. Check them out, CircleBDiecast.com. So as impressive as Carson, who we just talked about, was on Friday night with the way he could just bail that car yeah. into turn number one, then it was like Reitzel sitting there and says, okay, I'll see you. I'll see your slide yeah. job and trump you four in the fluff all night long at East Bay. And it's like, come, come, come on down. There's a yeah. racetrack down here. Everyone else is happy down here. So let's go to the Dry Dean Hotline because that guy with four in the fluff all night long, Aaron Reitzel, joins us. Hello, Aaron. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Hey, guys. Good to be back. Okay. So this is non-race car driver, wussy radio guy, Steve Post, asking this question, okay? When when the first time you go four in the fluff, like you did at East Bay, was it you got pushed up there or you actually considered it as an option? <laughs> uh, sitting there, well, when we went out for the dash draw, I was kind of looking at it, and it was just – the the cushion was so low that it was so inviting up there. So nice. I kind of thought all night it could be it could be a, a play later on in lap traffic or something. And then um, the trucks went and rolled it in before the A main. So I kind of rolled up there a little bit and looked at it and thought if it builds that ledge and it gets where you know you get tripped up so quick that it might be something that works. And I kind of played around early, like getting up two wheels above it and. And then that ledge just showed back up, and I just gave it a go one lap, and I felt like it was pretty good. So, so to answer my question, you plan, you've lost your mind. You planned on doing that. <laughs> I mean, that's unreal to me. It's unreal. Aaron, the, that first time you go up there to try it, or I, even you know during the race you moved down a little bit, then you went back up there. Those first times that you enter <laughs> or re-enter going four tires over the fluff, as Postman calls it, how do you – how do you approach it? I mean, are you not? You're not going wide open. I mean, there's got to be a little bit of a, a caution. Like, let's let's hope this goes smoothly. Am I, am I right? I w- I would say the first time you're just trying to drive the transitions. The hardest part yeah, yeah. is to, to get over over that ledge. You know, that's like the reason. The whole reason you're going up there is because the ledge got so big. So uh, that's the hardest part. You're trying to drive straight over the ledge, but then you know you. At some point, you got to get your board open and get left and start turning. So um, that was probably the hardest part. Um, yeah, you do you do tiptoe above it the first time, and then um, I you know I, I really thought it was just going to be a lap traffic strategy thing. And uh, the first time I went up there, I felt like it made good speed. And just later, the later the we got into the race, the more it got so fluffy that it just wouldn't make speed anymore. Just get up there and kind of stall out. So. Um, you know, I, it, it played out perfect that I used it as felt like as much as I could. And, um, when the bottom came in, uh, it was a, it was a good time for it because it was starting to get pretty bad up there. <laughs> Aaron, you said you had walked the track earlier and, and saw them pushing it down and thought about it. Did you purposely have them set the car up a little bit looser so you could run up there? Cause I think Brad Sweet and a few others mentioned they were just too tight. They could never even consider it. Yeah, that was something me and Dylan did talk about. We um, we felt like the way the track was, if we could just run hard up against the cushion and not throw the nose, that that was going to be 
uh, a big key part in the race and then getting through lap traffic because you start it, it's not too bad running up there in clean air when you're or even second or third when you're running with guys that are up to speed but as soon as you start lifting for lap cars you know if you you can't rotate and your car doesn't move around very well well then you start losing a lot of speed and then that's usually when a guy like Donnie or something comes in and he's running through the middle or something and so that was uh that was kind of our plan was to try to be a little bit freer for lap traffic and it it played out great where I could go up there as well. So Dylan is of course the crew chief that's with you there but he's been with you for a while. You and Dylan went to Roth Motorsports as a package. To me, it's like a situation like this makes that pay off because you might have gone and talked to some other crew chief that didn't know you that well, and they're like, he's trying to sell me something and I'm not sure about. There has to be a really good level of confidence with you and Dylan that, that when you guys kick around something like this to, to pull the trigger on that. Yeah, no, there, it truly is. And that's that's just what, you know, like you said, we've, we've been together um, over a year now, year and a half, and uh, just you you learn one each other learn uh to work with each other and he learns what i like and uh just like that you know we've been we've been through scenarios like this before where you can kick things back and forth well remember this time last time we were here and you know it was almost the same scenario so uh that it is key um having someone that you worked with where you can kick stuff around like that and it uh it it definitely shows and now, I think the longer we can stay together and keep working together, the better and better we'll just get. Absolutely. Aaron, it's, it's no secret that Dennis Roth loves winners. So it must have felt really yeah. nice to uh, get the 83 car in victory lane in World of Outlaws and, and you know, the fourth start with you or, or outlaw start, I should say, with Dennis. Yeah, no, it, it, it truly was. Uh, you know, uh, I'm just glad we got got one out of the way that early where, you know, you don't start getting maybe a quarter of the way in the season and um, still trying to get that first one. And it's uh, it's nice to get the first ones out of the way early and, you know, okay, well, you know, we can win. Um, we are we are heading on the right path with our car and our package. And um, you just it, you build up so much confidence that it uh, it's a really it's a really, really big deal to win this early. Aaron, you talk about being good, and and one of the topics that Aaron and I, Aaron uh, Everham and I have talked about so much is the depth of competition with the World of Outlaws this year. It's insane what you're facing every time you roll onto the track, let alone when you get the local talent. Um, how good are you guys now? Where were you working to get better? How how do you feel you 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 kind of line up at this stage? I know we're four races deep, but how do you, how do you feel about where you're at right now? Um, I feel I feel really good. I felt like last time we left. Uh, left Florida, um, <clears throat> I felt like we were off on our race cars a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and I don't, I don't know if it was so much setup or, or really what. And uh, that three weeks, we actually had a lot of time to, um, you know, sit down and study, study everything that we were doing last year, and kind of go through notes on um, things that, you know, just read through our notes that you know, what we thought our cars were doing at this point of the year and kind of go back and find a time where, you know, we were kind of having the trouble we were in Florida. And we were just kind of, I, I felt like we were inconsistent where, you know, it wasn't like we were off a little bit. We were off a lot or good. And um, I felt like that three weeks we had off was uh, really beneficial for us because we just, we spent a lot of time 
going through notes, like I said, and going through the car, and we changed a couple things. And, um, you know, even even uh, at Volusia, we ran 10th. It was just a couple little things that didn't go our way. But, you know, we held on for a 10th place run. But I felt like our car was really good leaving Volusia. And then, you know, go to East Bay, I felt like our car was phenomenal all night. Aaron, you mentioned studying and going back and looking at notes. And one thing you said in, in Victory Lane caught my attention. You said some of your inspiration at East Bay was from watching a video with one of your all-time heroes, Gary Wright. What, how often do you go back and, and watch old videos? And, and how did Gary Wright inspire you? He was one of my favorites, so I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Um, you know, going, like, usually when I go back, I'll just watch, you know, you can always go back and watch videos of how, um, the track was and um how other people got around it that always helps but going back and watching videos of me at places is what really helps me where i kind of see like what our car was doing that night then you can go look at notes and um that's probably the biggest deals um that that video wasn't even the crazy thing is it wasn't even anything that i searched or it just i think someone posted it because four tens were going back to east bay and i think it was an all-star show and um, it was, it was awesome. It was about the same scenario, just really heavy. And Gary didn't even go up there until he got slapped traffic. And then he was up there running above it. And it was, uh, it was really cool because I've always, Gary's always been my hero just because he's Gary Wright and he's from Texas. And he, it seems like he won in everything that he ran. Um, I've heard a lot of cool stories about like when, the big block modifieds used to come down to Big H Speedway, and he would just jump in one and run right up front, if not win the race. So um, I've always, I've always admired Gary, and he's been a hero of mine just because he could jump in anything and win. And to me, I always thought Gary Wright was it needs to be slick and smooth, and that's how he's going to beat us all. So when I saw him go above the cushion to win a race, I was like, geez, like that's why he's my hero. Cause he <laughs> did what it took to win. Uh, he doesn't just need slick and smooth. He can win on anything. So uh, it was really cool to watch that video and see that. That's one of the coolest things right there. That really truly is Aaron. Uh, we appreciate you taking some time and uh, congratulations on the win. I know you got a couple of, a uh, couple of racetracks this week and hopefully we can get back to racing on a regular basis here, but uh, congratulations on the early success. And uh, we'll talk to you down the road as we continue on. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me on. There we go. Aaron Reitzel joining us on the dry Dean hotline, man, just the, we talk when I, when I asked that question, you and I talked before the show. Today on the program, we're talking to um, um, to Aaron Reitzel and to uh, Carson Macedo. Well, let's not forget Logan and Brad and Donnie and David and Sheldon and Jacob. And, yeah. and, and it's like, holy cow, are the world of outlaws Strong. just loaded this year. Yeah. I mean, he said he was a little off. This is Aaron Reitzel. Okay, this is like rock star sprint car driver said he was a little off at Volusia and finished tenth. That's not even going to and be. And he was hard. happy with this car. Yes, and anyway, yeah, exactly. He was a little off, but happy. Yeah, but that's. I mean, that's this thing when we roll in. I, I'm just. I mean, I, I know that we all love the rivalries. We love them rolling into Pennsylvania and Ohio and California and Knoxville. I'm telling you what, you get a World of Outlaw win this year. 
And I don't know if you're, I, I'm not sure if this goes from, from Donnie Schatz and Brad Sweet down to anybody else on the planet. You get a World of Outlaw win this year. I think you better savor it. Yeah, absolutely. Because you've just literally, you wanted the best, you got the best. Well, you beat the best yeah. with these guys. I mean, this thing is insane how loaded up it is this year. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. How, I mean, we just reeled off seven or eight names. That could win on any given night. That should win on any, that, that are ex, yeah. they're, they're expecting yeah. to win. They're, there's where it gets interesting. Yeah. And that's what I think Aaron because said. someone's going to come out of this kind of on the bottom, which is crazy. Because yeah. not and yeah. that's what Aaron said. Like, you get a quarter of the way through the season, you haven't won. He's glad he has one checked off. Yeah. Because there's going to be good drivers that are going to be a quarter of the way through the season and not have a win Absolutely. Yet. I agree. Whew. Man, that is good stuff. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I can't wait for Friday night for him to tee it off again. Sunoco is a proud partner of Wing Nation. Not all fuels are created equal, so fill up with Sunoco Ultratech. Sunoco Ultratech is a top-tier detergent gasoline that is proven to make your engine run cleaner, longer, and more efficiently. Using the same detergent package as what is blended into some of Sunoco's high-performance race fuels, you can trust Ultratech for your everyday race. Whether you're headed to the track or just hitting the road, fill up with Sunoco Ultratech and fuel your best. Aggressive Hydraulics provides solutions for virtually every industry that uses hydraulic cylinders. For instance, agriculture, construction, defense, emergency services, energy, food processing, forestry, marine, mining, railway, and even truck equipment. They design and manufacture mobile-style single-stage cylinders as well as multi-stage telescopic cylinders. It's a no-one-size-fits-all approach with Aggressive Hydraulics. Check out their story at AggressiveHydraulics.com. Sage Fruit is a premium grower, packer, and shipper of Washington tree fruit. Apples, pears, and cherries, and it's always an exceptional eating experience, and they're grown in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. High-quality fruit, exceptional flavor, healthy snacking, and they're a longtime supporter of Sprint Cars, Sprint Car Racing, and Wing Nation. Make sure when you go to your local grocery store, ask for Sage Fruit. National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is located in turn number two at one Sprint Car Place in <laughs> Knoxville, Iowa. We always talk about the birthday calendar coming up later this week. Rex Mays, Troy Rutman, Johnny Rutherford, William Wendy McDonald. Speaking of Phoenix, the longtime mm-hmm. voice of um, the, uh, why am I having brain fade on the? Uh, yeah, I'm with you. This is really, really sad when you talk about Manzanita. Manzanita, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, yeah. They, <laughs> Had a moment, too. Yes, exactly. Uh, but today, would have, see, they're like Wendy McDonald, Johnny Rutherford, we know those guys. We know those Troy names. Rutman, we yep. know those. Troy Rutman, exactly. Even Rex Mays. Ben Krasner. I, when I saw his name on the birthday yeah. calendar, I'm like, who in the wide world of sports is he? He is a 2010 wow. inductee into the Sprint Car Hall of Fame, born in 1889 in Russia. And moved to the United States of America. In 1908, near Denver, the Lakeside Amusement Park opened up, and Ben was a concessionaire there. Concessionaire. Yes, concessionaire. In 1935, the park was struggling. Of course, this was post-Depression. Mm-hmm. park was struggling. Ben bought it. This is a wise, wise man right here. Listen <laughs> to this move. The first order of business, he took $25,000 Tore out the baseball diamond and build a racetrack. And we need a little bit more yeah. Ben these days around some of these places. 
racing boom went into World War II, World War II, after World War II, twice a week racing with crowds of 10,000 plus people. That's awesome. 1965, Ben passed away. The track closed in 1988. The Lakeside Park is still a popular Denver area amusement park. That's a neat story. It's a great yeah. story. And that's why it's so important that we have the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum turn number two in Knoxville. And they have the 31st annual National Sprint Car Hall of Fame induction ceremony coming up Saturday, July 5th. June Aaron, 5th. Or June 5th. Yeah, June 5th. How about this class, Aaron? Yeah, Greg Codnett, Tim Schaefer, Jeff Swindell, <laughs> Walt Dyer, Paul Leffler, Don Lamberti, Spencer Riggs, and Bill Cummings. That's a that's a class. <laughs> that's a class right there. You can call the Hall of Fame, 641-842-6167. More information at SprintCarHOF.com. SprintCarHOF.com. How about that? Isn't that neat? That's what I love. I love I love when you got rights of going on Gary Wright. I know. I, I and, and that, had that in my notes, and I caught it just before we were going to finish. I'm like, awesome? I want to talk to him yeah, about Gary and Wright. and that's just cool. He, was, uh, he is one of my favorites, Yeah, too. yeah, that's that's neat stuff. The history of the sport is so amazing. It really is. And the history our drivers are making now is so amazing. I've got – I'm sitting here. I'm about, I'm about all geeked up, Aaron, because um, – I, for the first time in a long, long time here in North Carolina, feel like now I have a home track, okay? Um, you know, this area has been, this area is yeah. weird. And when you work in NASCAR, it's really weird because you're never on on weekends. But Millbridge mm. is, I feel like now, like I'm sitting here thinking, I've got a home track. And tomorrow night, tonight, and tomorrow yeah, night are kickoff. opening nights. Mm-hmm. I got that opening night. Opening night at the home track feeling. I'm not going to make it out there tonight, but I'm going to make it out there tomorrow night mm. for the micros. Yeah, I might need to find our way out there. I, I don't know if I've told you this, but recently, so my daughter Kate is into horses big yes. time so far. She's five, but right. loves them. Out of nowhere, last week in the car, Mom, you know how I said I think I was interested in quarter midgets? I think I'm really interested in quarter midgets now. Oh, so here we, here, go. here we go. But I'm thinking Millbridge and the little dirt might be the way to go. So. Yeah, there. Yeah, we got a great quarter mission oh, club boy. here in Salisbury too. But we've got yeah. great racing out at Millbridge too. So. Yeah. Well, you need so. you know pavement and dirt. It's good to get all there that. You go. Absolutely. Not a girl, Kate. <laughs> Poor a girl. thing. Um, so I'm geeked up. Um, I'm so excited because I don't know if like the the rest of you uh, following along here on Wing Nation, uh, there is something about opening night at your home track. That just yeah. does not, there just is not, that's, that's Christmas yeah. right there. It really is. So I'm excited about that. That's for sure. Later this week on our podcast, we're going to talk to Jeremy Elliott from Sprint Car Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get a really good in-depth Pennsylvania overview and what's going on nationally. And uh, he's ventured into some other territories. So we're going to yes. talk to Jeremy. Always love that. And coming up this weekend on Wing Nation TV presented by Mav, uh, presented by Sage Fruit. It's Wednesday night in Canada on Rev TV and Saturday on Mav TV. Uh, Blake Hawk, we already did the interview. Yeah. Handlebar mustache. Really? We broke down handlebar mustaches and a whole lot more. Yeah, yeah. You're, look on your, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and all, we talked a little sprint car racing, too. Oh, that's good. So, hey, we appreciate Carson Macedo and Aaron Reitzel for joining us here on Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tires. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. 
so while getting a loan can seem intimidating. Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.